So before we get into this podcast, uh, I need to address what it is that we are doing here today. So this podcast, this is a distraction. After the summer we've had, and in general, as stressful as life can be, there's nothing wrong with a little escapism. But before we are sports fans, before we are football fans, before we are Liverpool fans, every single one of us creating this podcast, watching, listening, we're all human beings. Obviously, that's a prerequisite for how we're able to do this. So before we get into our fun little distraction, which is, as some would call it, the most important of the least important things, we need to address why there were no sports on August 26, 2020. We are recording this the following day on the 27th, right before the Community Shield, before the scheduled start of the Premier League season, which is set to go on September 12th. The reason why sports paused with a player boycott or a player strike, really, was because, by and large, Americans have not been treated like human beings. We can get into further complicated conversations, but I'm just going to keep it as simple as possible. Stating the obvious that life is precious, yet far too often, not everyone's life is treated as such. So as Americans, we should be absolutely outraged whenever someone's American dream ends in tragedy, specifically something that is completely avoidable. It is an affront to our great union that we would find it acceptable that a life could be snuffed out because a teenager was walking home from the store, a child was playing with a toy gun, a man was selling loose cigarettes, a woman had a busted taillight, a man had his licensed firearm in the glove compartment, a man was running away, a man had a taser in his possession, a young man was jogging, a woman was asleep in her home with her boyfriend, and due to having the wrong address, was shot and bled out in her own hallway without receiving any medical attention. And now in Kenosha, Wisconsin, not only was Jacob Blake shot seven times in his back after ironically being the one to keep the peace, breaking up a fight, and people were there in Kenosha to voice their displeasure about the fact that there was this cowardice shooting of that man. Another young man thought it was his duty to bring his own weapon and shot three people, killing two. And you'll notice I only mentioned one name throughout that first part because I'm not trying to do anything clever, I'm not trying to be cute, but I just hate being redundant when it comes to this topic. And you know their names, so I don't have to really repeat them unless you've been living under a rock for the last decade. But even if you have, these things aren't unique or unfamiliar. Rodney King, Emmett Till, Tamir Rice, George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, like these names, they all change, but that's about all that seems to change. We're in a country where we need to do better. We should do better. We should demand to do better because what is the point of us being the greatest country on the face of the earth if it's not great and perfect for every single American. So I end my monologue with this. If you're made uncomfortable by this type of conversation and what continues to happen in America, well, good. Welcome to the party. You're about 400 years too late, but it's good to feel that discomfort. It shows that you have a heart for others, for human beings who aren't yourself. That's totally okay. If you don't wanna have this conversation and would rather ignore these injustices and if nothing else, even argue against people who are trying to end these injustices, then please, 
please, I just ask you, do not use any content that I'm a part of. Do not use anything that I have to do with to pull that wool over your eyes and stick to sports. Leave me out of that, please. It's been a spring and a summer where we've been at the mercy of a pandemic. Things have not been normal. But please, can we just not let the same epidemic that has been happening in this country since before its inception continue to plague the people who live in this nation? We're gonna need a hell of a lot more than just a little bit of medication to get through what we're facing right now. So, now that we got all the hard stuff out the way, let's talk some football, guys. Well done, I know it's Darius. Well, well done. No, it's, it's well said. Well said. Really um, well said. Yeah, man. And it's a discussion that maybe have had. Uh, we're not going to have the discussion here now. I think you said all that really needs to be said. Uh, and yeah, it's sports well, shouldn't be a distraction. Um, and I, I just, would I would just, yeah, just go ahead, David. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, I'd add that it's something that I don't really care. Like he said, if it's uncomfortable, it's a conversation you need to have, if nothing else, with yourself. And it's time that everybody start owning their part in this and figuring out how we get get beyond this. So uh, I thought that was really beautifully written, man, and really well yeah. said. Yeah, it was, man. But football, yes. Tampa Bay Cup Talk <laughs> Season Three. Trouble, here we come. Jubilee, right? Is that the saying for this year? We're gonna win the trouble. Uh, gonna win the trouble. Gonna... Eh, it doesn't care. We can get into we can get into what defines success this season. I mean, I think it's gonna be massively different for all of us. <laughs> but, That's for the end, though, right? The first thing we I mean, have to we do. Could, yeah, yeah, but well, we could just define success as the whole season gets played. I mean, that's that would be successful. <laughs> Jeez, I thought we were lighting it up, Dave. Damn. <laughs> no, it's dark. It's morbid. It's if you have I if mean, you're it's a Liverpool support well, fan, yeah. you know, if you're a Liverpool support for the last five years, you know, it sometimes it gets a little dark, right? <laughs> oh, but last season, anyone want to say it? I mean, they did the thing. Yeah. But they did the thing, the 30-year thing. And Things. it was so weird. Locked down, like it wasn't exactly how we wanted it to be, but I think that's the Liverpool way, right? I mean, it had to be the most dramatic way possible. Who cares? We're the kings. We're in the crown. Enjoy it. I mean, we'll get to enjoy others. The monkey's off our backs. The monkey's off our backs. That's all I cared about. I just wanted it to happen, and it happened. More will come. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. The the fact that, you know, we're on our perch and, you know, after winning the Champions League, it's just it's just another uh a stepping stone to keep to keep going, you know. So we'll see though. I mean it's 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 the thing that we had been waiting for, right? Like even after winning the Champions League, you had so many fans saying, That was good, but if I could trade it, I would I would have taken the title because they were so close last year. So agonizingly close the year before so to go off and do it but then in the way they did it as well good lord i mean i don't know if it was necessarily a hollywood ending but it was damn satisfying just knowing for literally four or five months before it actually happened it was gonna happen like when you usually when fans are saying we're gonna win the league we're gonna win the league it's like we're kind of willing it into existence we're we're manifesting it if you will but 
no, nah, we already knew. It's like, no, nah, that's done and dusted, bro. Like, like as long as this, these games get played, this is happening, folks. Like, the games don't even count. Whatever. We, we got this. It's done. Did anyone else just enjoy the shit out of that Chelsea game? Like, I just – it was so and fun just – like, in the bar, we were social distancing, but man, what what a oh man, what a memory! Definitely was. I I had an Uber home, or no, my wife had to come I pick it up. And, yeah, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I definitely could not drive. It, it was oh. it was just nuts, and uh, I'm glad it you know we we did that in a safe you know manner and all that good stuff. But uh, I got so my story for that day. So, like, our buddy Butch came up from Miami. You know, a bunch of us got together at American Social. We went pretty hard. I said I wasn't going to get that – that I wasn't going to go that hard because I had to – I was supposed to be on a, like, monitoring an event that my work does that night. So, <laughs> Awkward. So, yeah, I went a little too hard. Uh, I fell asleep when I got home and did not wake up. So <laughs> I woke up at, like – three o'clock in the morning and like ran to my computer like as if the thing was still going to be going on <laughs> <laughs> i like ran and i like uh, i'm checking my email like having a heart attack like, <laughs> flipping out and there's all these emails like are you doing this hey are you gonna join or what <laughs> i'm sorry i'm yeah. pissed drunk passed out and we're pulling the goddamn league Deal with it, okay? Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I don't really drink, but I went to the pub after the City-Chelsea match and uh, just got pissed drunk. I, <laughs> Lee was there. He bought me like six, seven pints. I had to call someone to come pick me up. I downed a whole bottle of champagne to my face, got pissed drunk in my living room, ate a couple of, you know, medications, uh, the herbal types. <laughs> uh <laughs> Wow. Film that video in your yard. Yeah, exactly. It just went, it, I hung my flags up and screamed outside the neighborhood, and all the neighbors came out and like, "What's what's this thing? What's LFC Team Tampa Bay? What is that? Like some type of uh, what? I don't even know what that is. Like, oh, it's a soccer thing, man. It's really big. You want me to tell you about it? Because I will. I'll talk your ear off for the next thirty minutes about it if you let me. But yeah, it was. It wasn't exactly what we wanted. Obviously, we had like Sunshine Cop planned. Um, and we wanted to do it big, but given the circumstances, it was still, I still a let off, man. And yeah, it's, it was, it was grand and wonderful. And even though, look, it, the monkey's off the back, so we're going to win plenty of more titles and be able to celebrate them in, in grand fashion. But, uh, to let that know. off was it. <laughs> I don't know. See, but that's the thing. You know, I wrote that article right right after the Man United game about singing we're going to win the league, about how we're going to move into this, like, new reality where, like, expectations change and, like, our demeanors change as football fans, and, like, kind of like going through puberty and becoming real mm. men and, like, you know, puffing our chests out and being proud. But I guess Andrew still hasn't gone through puberty. <laughs> well, I mean, that um, mentality is never going to change. There's so going to be like- – I'm sorry, but I'm very optimistic in like all aspects of life. But as a Liverpool fan, it's the only aspect of my life where I'm like, he's constantly. Nervous. I'm like, I'm just hesitant as hell in in more of cautious. Yeah, that's it's understandable. Andrew, now is your time. Like Be master. the unbearable, my guy. Go oh, for here, it. Oh, but yeah. it's like being a Liverpool fan is kind of like uh, my my entry into a masochistic world, basically. I mean, oh, that's yeah, what the last 10 years would have been. I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about all that, and I'll I'll explain why later. But yeah, no. For the moment, though, obviously over the moon, and you know the sky's the limit. Um, but everything's got me worried because of you know, as David said earlier, it's like will we even finish the season. If we can get if we can get over that hump, then you know all things are possible. But we'll see. No, but you know if we don't, we just stay champions for another year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, know if that bad works, but I'll take it. I'll take that. Uh-huh. Like during the pandemic when we had that podcast and I told David, hey, I'm fine with being 25 points ahead of everyone for the rest of time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Even if we don't win the thing, I'm perfectly cool with being 25 points ahead of everyone for the rest of the foreseeable future. Was that the Um, episode where we started off with it's the end of the world and you know it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But enough about last season because, you know, it's a lot have been said. Uh, We're going to move forward. And just real quick, uh, talk about the best off-season story from this off-season. So to win the Champions League was this huge let-off, and then coming into this year, I just thought, we're not going to let off. I think I knew very early on. uh, The first game of the season, Allison goes down, and Adrian steps in and wins eight games in a row, and I was like, I think we're going to win the title, guys. I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. And then like the moment that really sealed it for me that I thought, yeah, we're not, I don't think we're going to lose very much, was United away. And you just saw the way that they, like, we got boned by the referee, we had everything kind of going against us, and they just would not give up. They just wouldn't give up. All right, so David, you're first. What's your favorite? What was your favorite off-season story? Because it was like two weeks, to be honest. It was two weeks, and come on, it's got to be Slabhead getting arrested in Mykonos. <laughs> the memes that came out of it, I loved it. People were like, oh, Man United doesn't want to pay the bail up front. They want to do it in installments. <laughs> <laughs> or like they offered like 200000 in uh, uh, Jesse Lingard and Chris Smalling. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, whatever, that's a Liverpool thing. I was like, no. If it was Liverpool, we'd pay the bail up front, but loan him back to the jail for a season. Yeah, like that. <laughs> or actually, we'd negotiate the bail to be so much lower that everyone else would be like, how did you fucking do that? Because yeah, we loaned him back. <laughs> oh. No, the, the, like, just the fact, just the details of it, just like the fact that he was in there for a couple of days and now he says he was scared for his life. Oh, I haven't seen the post-jail Harry Maguire oh, he did an interview. He did a sit-down interview. Yeah, he did an interview. Yeah. He did a whole, you know, Barbara Walters interview kind of thing. <laughs> With Sky Sports, yeah. Oh, more like... for me tonight. I'm just going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, it was, you know, it's good for entertainment. The State of United. It's been a rough couple of weeks, you know. Messi's going to go to City. The thing for uh, me... Slabhead gets arrested. They don't... They didn't win anything... <laughs> the, thing, the thing for me for about the Maguire thing is like it just once again proves the gap in class between us and them as a club. I mean, our central defender is this, you know, very GQ metropolitan, very of the of the age, you know, all in, imposing, unbeatable center back, and their guy is a fucking English townie going on the Mediterranean, <laughs> having a piss up and getting into a fight. I literally, when I heard it, I texted all my British friends. I was like, "It's the most fucking townie fucking thing I've ever heard of." <laughs> Let's go to the Mediterranean get pissed drunk and start fighting our own people because that's the thing he fought a bunch of english fans for like england fans first and then he started punching the police jesus christ harry Maguire. 
Get it together. Uh, You're a professional footballer. But yeah, that was that was a solid one. Darius, your favorite off-season story. Off-season story. So the the off-season was so damn short that I I can't even go with like one that's non-football related. I have to go with on the pitch. So during Liverpool's off-season, you still had the Champions League going on. Well, one of the players in the Champions League is very familiar to both Liverpool and Barcelona. Philip Coutinho. Philip Coutinho goes on to the pitch against Barcelona and bags a brace. And, of course, we'll get into that financial part of it, too. The fact that he wins the Champions League because he wanted to do it with Barcelona. That's why he signed. You're like, oh, I'm going to win the Champions League. And does it, you know, against Barcelona to be able to get there. And then on top of that, the whole discussion. Does Liverpool literally profit from this? So I've, I've heard so many different things. Like, yeah. oh, well, no, it was a negotiation that's already been paid. Or, well, this was a little add-in that literally kicked in just this season. It would have been last year or this year. That Liverpool would have gotten 5 million quid because Philip Coutinho won the Champions League. Even though he wasn't with Barcelona, Barcelona got a pay. Yeah. It was that, amazing. to me, it's just like... People are like, there's no way they didn't beautiful. stipulate the team that he wins with. I'm like, why would they? It was a player contract, Who not thought, a team. Like, well, we're going to loan him thing. out and he'll win it with someone else. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> plans for that. Amazing. I mean, like, if that's true, then every contract going forward has to should have that clause in there. Okay. You know? Um, but, yeah, no, no, that's great. But for me – oh, are you done, Darius? I'm sorry. My bad. No, so for me, that my the, that story – well, number one would be that because, like you were just talking about the Champions League, I didn't know maybe this happened before and I was blind to it. But now the Champions League, with, at least in the United States, on TV is with CBS. CBS, yeah. No more Bleacher Report. No, 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 no. Yeah. Put some respect on the name. CBS All Access okay. slash CBS yeah. Sports Network. Oh. Not on CBS <laughs> Linear. Damn. Not even on TV. No. Now. You got to get it right. I, I, didn't, I didn't know you spoke, spoke legalese. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I speak television, my guy. Just but like, anyway, so no, that's good because, you know, we all know that, like, from the United States perspective, like, the Bleacher Report thing, the app was shitty, the TV, the streaming was the, – the, the people behind the network in terms of the pundits and stuff, not very good. You know, not does it matter – not that it really matters because I'll be in the bar anyway with the – you know, it'll probably be muted, but – Be prepared so to watch in Spanish this year, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, lot <laughs> Uni- a lot of Univision, Unimas. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, with that's my bread and butter, baby. Like that that so <laughs> Doesn't bother me at all. I don't listen to the guys when they speak English. So okay, well, I will say this. The point is, though, when we'll be in the bar next year or up until 2024, you know, we'll have, like, a decent stream because I'm assuming CVS's app is going to be good enough to handle, you know, the situation. Don't assume things. Well, it was decent. I liked, it I was liked, pretty Yeah, good. I know. HBO is pundits, Hey, listen. Anyway. It was way better listening to Micah Richards and Jamie Carragher than oh. Steve Lash. Yes. Steve yeah, fucking Nash. Couldn't what? even win an NBA title. What do you know about the fucking Champions League last? <laughs> he had a grip. Oh, I mean, Steve Nash. Fine if he wants to be a fan, you know, a guest pundit, but like, like consistent, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? It was weird. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, besides that, like, more Liverpool-related, I mean, I love the fact that we bought this Greek guy for bus fare. No idea who he is, no idea if he's any good, but the fact that we bought him for literal bus fare, I'm all about that life. So, yeah, so that, we'll that, talk about it. Happened. We'll talk about it when we talk about the friendlies, because I don't know if you guys have, but I watched both friendlies, and he looks a player, to be honest. I, I'm excited yeah. to see what well, he can do in you know, a rotation. I just role. really like James According to everyone except for James up. Milner. <laughs> <laughs> No, what? but 
to be honest, uh, it's very encouraging that he was instantly able to come into the team, be screamed at like that without knowing anyone and not take it on the chin and be like, okay, you know what? This is what it is. Cause they had a laugh about it on social media yeah. afterwards. And I'm sure as long as he understands that's the culture, cause they have a go at each other all the time. Sadio Mane having a go at Mo Salah, you know, it happens all the time we see it. And so it's good that he can come in and be part of that culture. I'm like, that's what we do as is, is a transfer. Well, what, what would be the alternative? He's going to cry on the pitch like a little bitch? Like, <laughs> there's a chance. I mean, there are guys who are There's always a chance. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Um, anyway. we'll, we'll talk about him with the, with the friendlies. My, my favorite offseason story, and I'll, and I'll keep it real short, is uh, it – as a recording artist on Spotify, you can go to the Spotify artist app and you can look, compare your stats to like other artists. So I was curious and I went to Robin S's uh, account and I looked at her plays. And what you notice is, and if you don't know who Robin S is, she's the one that sings, you got to show me love. Well, in June, there is a very steady increase in her place. Uh, and then it's kind of continued on all through the summer and like stayed up at this like new little peak. And you know, it's not been talked about anywhere. I just I just peaked as out of curiosity because I've only happened to play that song, I don't know, every single morning, at least three or four <laughs> times on repeat and just getting after it. And yeah, there's hey, shout out to Liverpool. Dua Lipa, she, you know, she's been to more Champions League finals than uh, Manchester City has. And, uh, you know, she's now like a Liverpool fan. Maybe we can get Robin S on the crew, get her to go to Anfield for like when fans are allowed to go back, do like a little pre- pre-game concert uh, outside with the pub you got it's massive but that's my favorite uh, <laughs> but anyways so to ask who here watched the friendlies if any yeah, i saw a little bits okay like highlights highlights of the yeah, first no, i haven't even seen highlights and little chunks of the match here and there like i couldn't watch the whole thing but okay what about you darius yes i saw the second one in full uh got to see that one but the first one was just Kind of, you know, highlights here and there. Follow along on the app. I watched the whole first one, but there wasn't much to watch. I'm sure you saw from like the highlights. It's like, what the hell's going on here? I can't. There's no depth <laughs> perception. It was, it was so the worst weird. camera angle I've ever seen. Like I've 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 broadcast like high school, low level college. I've been in some situations where it's like I can't see the ball. I have no clue what's going on. It wasn't that bad. What they had was uh, an assault, an affront to. Uh, any kind of broadcast, so uh, yeah, <laughs> was it was it was it was disrespectful, honestly. So I'm I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm surprised. Through, but I, I don't it. see how you, how you did. No, I'm surprised they finished the game. To be honest, like uh, <laughs> okay, they could have called from, it off. From a player perspective, uh, Brewster has been scoring goals left and right. Is he? Is it because of the opposition, or is he like? Does He's he a finisher. Yeah, it's like Divacarigi, like and, and there's like a very real conversation with Rian Brewster's off season. If someone does want to come by Divacarigi, the only reason I want to keep a hold of Divacarigi is I still think he can grow. But he's like a natural finisher. He's our most natural finisher in the team, and Rian Brewster has that. Genie uh, Vinaldi even said afterwards, <laughs> someone asked him, "Are you surprised by Rian Brewster's ability to finish?" And he was like, "No, because I've been seeing it in training for almost two years now." Uh, like this kid is just like an innate finisher. Now the tactical side, the positioning, there's there's some stuff to work on there. But he's still very very young. Is he yeah. not even twenty yet? Right? Is he nineteen? Mm-hmm. Didn't he, um, he just turn twenty? I don't know. Or, I or he just might have just. 20, right? Regardless, yeah. he's, I mean, he's still he young. Might, 
many years before his prime is even going to arrive upon him. Um, and he's, that's part of figuring out football when you're 19, 20 years old. But the key thing that you can't really teach anyone is just the innate ability to finish. His second goal against Red Bull, it's one of those where you see all the time where it drops to pros, they get a little panicky and they send it over or like to the corner flag. And he just had the composure to let it come down, sit up, Put it over to the defender. It's a wide open net. You don't have to worry about anything. Just oh, take oh, the ball. Oh, but where did he finish? Did you, do you remember where top he corner. put the ball? Top, top corner, corner top, top corner. ends on an open goal. He could have put that ball anywhere, and he's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna make this spectacular. It was the same. <laughs> it was the same composure as that Divakri uh, long ball chip over yes. Jordan Pickford, where he just took it down one time and then lobbed it with like this just precise touch and like just the calmness and awareness and of where everything is. Now, so, like, that's the big discussion, uh, Andrew, is, like, do we loan him out or do we, like, do we keep Divock Origi? Does Divock Origi go and we leave Ryan, Ryan Brewster there? Um, but, yeah, Ryan Brewster has been definitely one of the stars of, of, the, of the two friendlies. Because, um, yeah, he's just been – he has – what is it? I saw somewhere, like, 11 preseason goals already for us. Well, what would you guys do? What would you want to do with Brewster this season? Would you want to send him to, like, a Newcastle for a loan period? I, would you I want think him to play 15 times throughout the season for us. I think at this point, he's proven his worth as a goal scorer. So if you send him out on loan, I really don't know what you're going to get out of it other than the fact that he'll be playing consistent football. What you really want from him is to grow and learn the system, how to be Liverpool's number nine, how to play under Jurgen Klopp. I just don't see what you're getting if you send him off to, if it's Newcastle or Sheffield are very interested in getting him on loan. I, I just don't see what you're really getting out of that when you're playing a different system, different style. We, we want to see how he plays as the Liverpool number nine. Only way you can do that is by being the Liverpool number nine. So even if it is only five, six times you get to see him on the pitch outside of the cups, I'm okay with that because I know that in practice, he'll be getting that experience, learning behind Bobby Firmino, learning behind Takumi Minamino, like learning that style that false nine way of playing. And then, of course, if you want to just be like, nah, we'll just keep them at the true number nine and play a 4-2-3-1 or something like that, then sure, you could do that too. But I'm just like, you know what? He needs to learn how to play Liverpool style. I don't see what really improves. So I put him on loan. I, I agree 100% with what Darius said there. To piggyback on it, like, for me, not only do you want him to learn how to play the Liverpool way, but this this season is different. It's unlike any other season that we're ever going to see. So much football right on top of it, just going to be game after game after game. It's going to come thick and fast. I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities than you think because I would not be surprised to see regular squad rotation. Like, you're going to have to get used to seeing some unconventional lineups. It's not always going to be Salamani Firmino out there because he's got to keep them fresh. He's got to keep them rotated out. So you're going to see some front threes that are like, you know, Mane, Origi, Minamino, or whatever. He's going, to have to, he's going to be figuring out little ways to kind of shoehorn them together. And Brewster gives you more options. To the, his point about the 4-2-3-1, you now have that tactical flexibility to put in a guy that is a true number nine and a true finisher. So for me, I would just keep him. I want to play him a lot this year and see what happens. You know, the pressure's off a little bit. You know, I'm kind of looking at the season a lot differently. Like, I know we want to win again, but right. – I think you, there is a little bit of space to experiment, and we're still going to be solid in the back. We're still going to be very good in midfield. I mean, if we get Tiago, we're going to be really deep in midfield too. So for me, I, I just think, like, keep him because what are your other options? I think you need the depth too because that's not, everybody can't stay healthy forever, right? Yeah. So 
I, I need that, that those options off the bench. And he's just such a young talent. Well, and what a great time for him to get in under Klopp. Yeah, I, I agree with to, – to round it off, I agree with both of you. Like, the combination of the two is, like, he needs to learn, be in the system, be around the guys. <clears throat> he also, uh, you know, provides depth and different options. And, like, there's a case that we have, like, a B squad that is capable of beating the bottom six teams in the Premier League. And that includes Rian Brewster at a nine in a different formation – and I think we have to remember that, you know, Klopp isn't necessarily married to a system as much as he is married to what players he has. And he works with what he has to form the system. Um, and so I think there's a case that you're going to. Oh, no. Um, sorry. I guess got a call. Hold on. My bad. I think there's a case that, like, training should be A-team, B-team, and Ryan Brewster's part of the B-team. He's been class. I'd keep him. I wouldn't loan him. Absolutely not. Keep him around because, um, yeah, he, he's been class in the preseason. He was class at Swansea. He scored basically over 10 goals in half a season. That was also truncated. Like it was 11 and 22. Form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Only half a season he was there, right? right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the championship is no easy task, and it's definitely not easy during a pandemic, uh, and he made it look like it was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. The only yeah. place where – the only place we'd loan him to is another Premier League team. And, like, why? You know? Like, he yeah, can get that experience playing those teams with us. Well, also in training, playing the best defense in the whole world and getting better. And, like Darius said, learning the system. Um, yeah. And, like, what kind of football is he going to play at Sheffield United or Newcastle, right? Like, is that really going to serve him well when he comes back to Liverpool and you want him to be a Liverpool player? He'll get like, to practice hold-up play and sending the ball wide out to a center back who, for some reason, is doing an overlap. <laughs> no seriously like that's how they play like oh that's my oh yeah. that's my number four okay yeah hey might get good like, taking corners yeah. <laughs> yeah. In regard, no, I, I don't disagree with you guys it's just that i doubt that's gonna happen i just doubt i i think because the traditional thing is they're gonna send them out on loan again we've done um however though it, it'd be i agree with you they'd be dumb i just i, I I just have no faith It's just a right different now. season. It's like David said. I have no said. faith in humanity, guys. <laughs> it's like David said. This isn't going to be like this year where like there's going to be breaks where first teamers can rest and stuff like that. It's going to be like game after game after game every three days. And it just – they're smart. Our, our guys are just so smart. They're cutting edge. They're, they're everything. And like bringing in Tiago like makes them – we have a whole second midfield that is just world-class that can plug in behind or already world-class. that a done deal yet? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, we're, yeah, it's, we're, let's just, we can transition into, into transfers real quick, but I just, the last thing I wanted to say in regards to like the friendlies is like, what was that? What's the French center back kid's name? He's looked like an absolute steal and like just out of nowhere. We you think been playing with, no, no, no. He's like Mo, Mo, Mokiemo or something. I can't remember his name. I've only glanced at it a couple times. Uh, he's this massive lad at the back. He's been playing next to Seth oh. Vandenberg who's looked somewhat decent and calm and collected when he's been back there. Keanu, the Hover's, got, Keanu Hover's gotten like three or four inches taller. Am I delirious? <laughs> Have I been smoking too much marijuana? Or he's gotten three to four inches taller. I think there was a video of the preseason training session where Klopp is talking to him and he goes, whoa, what have you been doing this offseason? You've just sprouted like a tree. But he is only like 17 years old, so it's not unexpected he would grow a little bit. But he right. looks massive at right back. It looks like 
No, but the thing is, is he's looked shaky because I think he hasn't come to grips with his extended body parts yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like in his That's avatar right. body. Like a young giraffe. Yeah, exactly. He's in his avatar body floating around out there. But He's me at 14. Like <laughs> There's going to be opportunities for them where we play and we're still going to have to play the stupid League Cup. We're still going to have to play the FA Cup. There's no replays. There's no second legs and it goes straight to extra t- or penalties and extra time. Um, and hey, those are the only trophies Klopp hasn't won at this point. Yeah, and those guys are good enough to go beat fucking Crawford Town <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like a couple times. And they're good enough, honestly, to beat the teams that came up from the championship with support from players that are world-class behind them. Um, Shamikas to, or Shamikas or Chimichangas to go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, he's, been, he's been good. Yeah, Costas. That's the thing to call him is Costas. He's looked good. And yet Minamino's look good in the friendlies. It's promising. You know, it's, it's developing the second team, the depth that we've never had and always had at the same time is, is actually deeper now. And it, that includes keeping the youth around, you know? That's, I think my, that's my consensus on the friendlies. Sorry. I think Minamino's set to play like a really big role. And it was really smart to bring him in in January because, you know, <laughs> it was all, there's always that betting in period. It was always going to be hard for him to just jump right in. And what we ask him to do now is basically what? Be like a Bobby Firmino. That's not the easiest thing to ask somebody to do. So it's going to take some time. Sure. Giving him that six months to learn that and to be around the squad and to create some cohesion now coming into this season, it's like he's been here through all of it and he's just one of the guys. So that's, that's a huge, huge win. Yeah. But so for me, the thing is, is not so much the Bobby Firmino replacement is for that second goal that we scored against Salzburg. He played like the Genie Vinaldum role, kind of, where he was in that space at the edge of the box to play the one-two to James Milner so he could just lay it across to Rian. Um, and that's the kind of through balls and like side rule passes that you see from Genie Vinaldum a lot. Um, that it's like the hockey assist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he looked really smooth doing it. Granted, it's, it's preseason friendlies and it's Redbird Salzburg's, you know, substitute defenders. But like, it was one-two brilliant right on a plate, James Milner across goal. And like maybe more than being uh, a Bobby Firmino replacement, if Rian Brewster does stick around, he's like that, uh, that 10 roll uh, in a 4-2-3-1. Right. Okay. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Is that why such a large segment of our fan base on Twitter seems to be ready to sell Genie Wine all them? I just thought it was because they were twats. Yeah. Let's get into it because <laughs> let's talk about transfers and let's talk about Tiago and let's answer Andrew's question. Let's circle back around to that. Yeah. Uh, the, the word on the street is we're going to sign him, Andrew. That's the word. Oh, on the no, street. because the reason why I say this because BBC says one thing, my German friend says, my German Bayern friend says another thing. Uh, he thinks that it's a done deal, and apparently the German media is saying that it's practically a done deal. But the way I look at it, unless it's like a, like the legit journalist on Twitter and or the BBC, like I don't believe, it. I, you know. So for me, and like until I see him leaning in Melwood, <laughs> I don't believe it, you know. Dude, I'll take it a step further. But I, I would take Thiago. I mean, watching the what? Sorry, watching the final. Uh, you know, he played very deep, so. I was just thinking in my head, like, okay, is he is he gonna do like kind of like Winaldum, or is he gonna like come in for Fabinho? What what what's his role gonna be, or or maybe Klopp is gonna do something crazy and put him, uh, you know, more advanced role? Like, how, I I mean, I just didn't know. I was just thinking, me, I mean, I was half drunk, but still, I was just thinking, like, what what's gonna happen here? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, Take to speak to your skepticism, I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, until it's announced and he's holding a jersey up, like. 
this could go the way that we just saw with Timo Werner. Like it could be somebody else yeah, that swoops in. So exactly. I'm not I'm not gonna be like, yes, we got him until he's yeah, actually holding another friend, a, a jersey. Like, if I get guy's name, the the the, the friend Fakir. It could be another Fakir saga. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. No <laughs> babblecopter for you guys, huh? But yeah, but <laughs> what? What happened? What? I said no babblecopter for you guys. Do you guys remember that? No. <laughs> when Ryan Ryan Babel yeah, yeah, was yeah, in yeah. a helicopter circling the grounds, <laughs> choosing where he's gonna play. Oh, we'll crash the flight tracker site again as a, as a worldwide fan base. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. I think he's coming. The the word on the street is is that we're eight million pounds apart on valuation, and I believe in Michael Edwards. I also know that Tiago has told the club, "No, that's where I want to go. You figure it out." And players have a lot more power in the modern transfer market to do that, especially if he's like that. And you know what? I don't want him if he's not like that. So, and he's like that. He's like, nope, going to Liverpool, and that's all I want. So, either drop a discount or I'm going on a free next year. Deal with it. Yeah, I don't want – I I wouldn't want a player on my team unless he wants to be there. I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. So, Andrew, to answer your question as far as, like, what role he plays, I mean – it's kind of one of those where it's a, it's a bit of a throwback, but he's more of a deep lying playmaker, right? So when you think of like kind of like how a Pirlo would do like back in the day, right? Like that's kind of the role that he plays. So it, it goes back to kind of what we were talking about in the last part where we were talking about what if Liverpool wanted to play a 4-2-3-1? Well, it would probably be him and Fabinho next to each other in the anchor in the midfield. And then you could be like, yeah, we'll throw on four attackers in front of them and just guns ablazing go at it so that's what Tiago kind of helps you do it gives you a little bit more of that link of play a little bit more of that decisive pass before the pass from deeper down the pitch and it also allows you to have a guy who gives you all of the Cruyff turns in the world because he is wonderful (laughs) with a good Cruyff turn we're missing Adam Lallana guys we need a Cruyff turn and he's wonderful at it that's a good point never even considered that and you sold me instantly (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) hold you on that yeah you convinced, yeah, if this is Shark Tank, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'll donate. Where's the GoFundMe for the last 8 yeah. million? I'm fucking yeah, in. Just for the Cruyff. Give me the Cruyff. <laughs> I'm just curious in terms of, like, where, where do you guys think he would play in, in Klopp's system? Because, you know, as you said, Klopp could do a 4-2-3-1. But, you know, I was thinking, again, half drunk in the 4-3-3. And I'm like, well, Fabinho is, is just – he's for me, Fabinho is third on the team sheet after Allison and Van Dyke. So I'm like, you know. Yeah. So I, think, think, where you put I, I think one of the things that makes him special is, is he's exactly what we look for in terms of he's flexible. I don't yeah. think he has to play that deep line role. I think he's so creative and he's got that, like he's like an Adam Milano. Like if you wanted to put him in a 10, you could put him in a 10. You probably at this stage in his career might not. But at the end of the day, like, he has that flexibility. And that's – if you look at our lineup, that's kind of what they look for. Like, Gene Wijnaldum is so special to us because he can play Bobby's role against Barcelona away, but he can hop right back in and be a midfielder in the next game and score two goals. Also, you know, he like, never loses the ball somehow. It's like, no. His body, no. just – he has that body strength. It's like, oh, get off me. Let me stick He's got out. a great arse. Say it. He's got a great arse, and he knows how to use it. <laughs> Yo, that boy, that boy, that boy, that boy, that boy, 
Yeah. No, that's what he does. He just bounces off people or whatever. But I don't necessarily think Tiago is at the expense of Jeannie Vinaldum or anything like that. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with what Jeannie Vinaldum wants to wants to do with, with his career. And we even said this at one point, David, like maybe even at the beginning of last season where it was like Jeannie Vinaldum is going to become that like prime Dutch midfielder. And when you look at every single prime Dutch midfielder, every single one of their careers is hopping from league to league and having different experiences. Clarence Seydorf, Edgar Davids, um, the, like they've all moved around. Frankie de Jong. Um, I, I'm sure that Gene Vinaldum is like, I have completed England to a certain extent. Um, and it's nothing ill feeling. And he's like, I want to go to Barcelona. I, I don't doubt these Ronald Koeman, Jeannie Vinaldum links and having him go to Barcelona. And I wouldn't begrudge him doing it. Cause I mean, he delivered the goods and all that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge for him because I mean, in the national team, he plays further forward versus what he does for us. So he probably, as you, to your point, he's like, Oh, I'm done with England. Let me go do Spain, but also play more forward. Like basically a different position under a yeah. guy that I've had success with. I mean, he, he had a hat trick the other, you know, months ago, right? So, but maybe, but deeper, the, don't go, Genie. Don't go. No, but deeper than that, I don't think Tiago is at the expense of Genie. I just think it's up to Genie at this point, and whether we bring in Tiago or not has nothing to do with it. I know there was talk about like, well, we're only bringing in Tiago if Genie's leaving. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that that talk at all. I think we can have them both, and I think there's the reality is James Milner's getting another year older, and how much longer can you keep him around? No, but um, James J- Mill, Millie's interesting because now that we have Costas, you know the guy we got from bus fare, you know that frees up James Milner to play actually midfield. Well, so I wanted to answer your question about like what we do with Tiago. And that's like, you know, your first midfield could be Fabinho, Keita, Jordan Henderson. And then your second midfield is Tiago, James Milner, uh, and Oxley Chamberlain. Like what? Okay. Those are two fairly decent midfields that I have no problem with. Marco Gruich can slide in there at some point, you know, and play that further forward role. <laughs> no, I'm personally invested in Marco's career now ever no, since we no, got I got his signature right here, son. Marco, son. <laughs> Marco, holla at your boy right here. Right here. I didn't slide into my DMs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we hey, he, we, we did slide into his DMs, and he oh, did. Yeah, dude. I, I, the funny, I felt like such an asshole because, like, I said to VG, I was like, "Did you really just text him? He ain't gonna fucking text you back. Get out of here. He's a grown ass man." And he's like, "Okay, no problem." My mind instantly blew. Like, I was just like, "What? Uh, Humanity's amazing." We are like we are ITKs in the sense of that we know the mindset of Marco Gruich as a Liverpool player and what he's trying to accomplish with his Liverpool career, and we know the fact that he's like, no, I don't want to leave. I want to fight for my place. Like we have that insider information. No, he he done um, told me. He done told me. No, exactly. He told midfielder me. in Hertzberlin history. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> That's though. what I heard. And I know everyone wants to sell him for some reason, but again, it's like you know, keep him around, man. And like this season's different, like you said, David, and we need more options. And at the end of it, when the transfer market, hopefully everything returns to a normal and the transfer markets are back on, uh, we'll have a, a loads of players to offload for loads more money than we would get this season. Exactly. Without being able to use them, you and know? I, and I think, I think that the team in the, in the head office knows that. And I think that's probably why, you know, I was asking off air about some of the other players like Wilson or Shaq or Norigi that we may or may not sell. And I think they know that that if they were to sell this year, you know, you're probably looking at a 30% loss, yeah. minimum, right? Yeah. So based on this market, so I, I think to your point, 
And with the games coming to effect, we can probably keep their valuations up just because of our name. And if we keep winning, their valuations are going to go nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of that. Mid-November, Manchester City. Because they had gone and gotten the results. They'd gotten some miraculous wins. Actually, the week before was the win against Aston Villa, where Mane puts in the header right at the death. I knew there was something special about this team and that they were going to be quite the force, but it was at that moment when Fabinho sends in the top shelf strike, they go up 3-0 against this unbeatable Manchester City. Not only are these guys possibly the best in the Premier League, but they're better than what many would consider to have, at the time, been the best in the world. So that was full confidence, like, no, 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 no one's stopping them this year. Um, you had no idea that we left, but now we're back. Uh, so here we go. To round out the transfer conversation, let's, I'm going to list some player names. You tell me, do they stay, do they go, and in what capacity do they go? Loan or sell? Rian Brewster, Darius. He's got to stay. Andrew. Stay. Stay. David. Definitely stay. Uh, we didn't talk about him much, but uh, our boy Harry Wilson. David. Sell. How? Oh, sell him? Okay, so you said how. I was expecting uh, you to say, just follow the rules and say go, and then say sell, but oh, it's sorry. all right. Andrew, on to you. Hey. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Okay. Interesting, interesting. I can see a scenario for it. Okay. Uh, Darius? Go, but I say loan because it's not going to be, the offer's not going to be high enough because pandemic. Loan option to buy type of vibe. By the yeah. way, because I, I didn't say. Give, give him the Danny Ings offer. Give, give stay him with Brewster. Up. I would probably sell Harry Wilson at this point. Um, next up, Divock Origi. Andrew first. Uh, he's my hero. Stay. Okay. <laughs> stay. Darius. Go. I, oh. I only think I only think it's going to be something where if you get the right price, which may not happen this window, but if you get the right price. Oh sure, everyone's got a price. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. What I love is, him. I love uh, him, but Van yeah. Dyke's price, Andrew. I want to know what Van Dyke's price is. Seven hundred million. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal can tr trigger it with seven hundred million in one, one pound. Billion. <laughs> wait, do it again. I don't want the camera to catch you. Do it again. Oh no, no. You can, you can get that. You can get that gift later. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So I would keep Divakarigi, and this is where you insert my whole footy man Divakarigi spiel that I always do. Uh, anyways, next up, uh, and, and lastly on the list, oh shit. Actually, he lost his list. He lost his list. Shaq, maybe? Yeah, oh, that was it. Shaq. I couldn't read my own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq, David, do you, does he stay or does he go? Uh, he's gonna stay. Okay, okay. Andrew? Uh, no, go. Um, loan. Oh, what? Loan, yeah, loan to buy. Yeah, basically like a Coutinho thing. Okay, okay. Uh, and Darius? Uh, I'm gonna say he stays. Back up for uh, Mo on the right side. Yeah, I I think he stays too. And. He got injured again. Hopefully, he stays healthy. But I think, like, this whole narrative in the offseason of, like, oh, Shaq's unwanted. He had no playing time. And, like, completely ignoring the fact that it wasn't from, like, you know, lack of trying, but the, just the fact that he was injured the whole season yeah. was very odd I, to me. His injury was weird, too. Like, I, I think it was worse than anybody really understood. It's just one of those things, mass, like, re reoccurs. Unnecessary yeah, muscle mass. That's what it is. Doctor stuff is hard. I don't know. 
basically, the larger the muscle, the more likely it is to be injured. And so, like, his calves are unnecessarily large. As much okay. as I do enjoy their unnecessary largeness, uh, they are just way too big for a normal soccer player. Like, there's no need. No one's ever been... You know, uh, it's obviously compensation for other things, you know, height and stuff like that. Not where your mind went, but, um, yeah, I would keep him because I think there's, if he can stay healthy, there's an opportunity for him to do what he did in his first season and provide very important, you know, United. Yeah, for sure. Uh, He's a player. He's a player. Like, you know, Barcelona assists, you know, think about that. Think about Newcastle assists. You can think about the two goals, man United, like you said, you know, there's scores against Everton last season. He bangs one off the crossbar that Mo taps in from two feet against Southampton. Like, you know, he's he, there's value there and there's substance there and there's a reason we signed him. We just couldn't use him last year. So I think he stays. Now we transition into Wait. the main event. Oh, sorry. Wait, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, Andrew. I was going to say the transition, though. Shaq has a great left foot just like another guy in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, we're going to get there. We're we're going into the preseason. You know what? Because we are in the transfer section, let's put it here. You're right, Andrew. Yeah, the certain left-footer in Spain named Lionel Messi. Now, to make this Liverpool-related, it's very surreal that Lionel Messi has even been linked to us in a serious manner. I don't know if you saw the stories that talked about us. We're actually fifth or sixth on the odds, but everyone, take a guess. Where do you think he's going? Where do you think he's going, David? I think it's all a lot of posturing and all a lot of, you know, talk. But I uh, honestly, what I think will end up happening is uh, Bartomeu or whatever his name is, he'll quit. The and the, the president, he'll quit. The board will rethink things and he'll stay. In the end, he'll stay. He'll stay as president, by the way. He will be elected. Yeah, he'll president. probably be the president. <laughs> <laughs> And he will literally fire coaches on sidelines after losses. <laughs> Andrew, where at do you first, think? I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, David. I was, at first, I was like, he's going to go to Italy, like reignite a rivalry with Ronaldo. He can kind of follow in Maradona's footsteps. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, it's probably City because they're the only ones that can actually afford it. But do you really want to come up here and play in this league where this breakneck pace and the ice, icy cold winds – where the defenders are just going to cut your legs out and the yes. referees don't care. Yes. Like, is that what he wants? Yes. Or does he probably really want to actually stay in Spain and just get a different group around him? I mean, I don't know. Part of me thinks he'll go to City, but I, I really think he actually stays. All right, so Andrew, where do you, where do you think happens in the Lino Messi saga? Well, so the wife told me he ain't going nowhere. Okay. So I believe the wife. That's 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 that I learned as a kid. You gotta believe the wife. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So he, <laughs> um, no, no. Seriously though, she did say that he. She was like, he's a one make man team. He ain't going nowhere. I was like, all right. No, I I kind of believe what David's saying. He probably wants to stay in Spain. I mean, the weather. He's been there basically half you know all his life. You know all that kind of stuff. But but here's the thing though, Daddy's calling him. His daddy's calling him. His daddy wants him there. He, his daddy wants him in Manchester. You know, if he feels – if he's going to leave, he's going to go to City. And then if he does go to City, then that makes Andrew all kinds of worried in terms of our season. And I, I, I'll – it's just everything just chaotic for Bro, Andrew and, and he, okay, pessimism. Okay. And if just, he does go, though, it's some things to think about at his age in this league. Like, do you think he, 
in the cold? Do you think he stays healthy all year? I kind of doubt it. Listen, Does, to make is a, there going to be a settling in period? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but to make like a, a comparison to American sports, like there's a reason why Tom Brady at his age left New England to come to Tampa Bay. He even said it. The weather is more conducive to his older joints. Lionel Messi going from sunny Spain to the northwest uh, of England. But guys, uh, he's what, 33? He, he's Milner's age. He's not Yeah, but but he's his body, is, his legs, body isn't conditioned for that cold. Dude, and the but cold his body scores forty goals a year. Yeah, but in the, the warm, last six seasons, in the humidity on the on the ocean salty seas of Barcelona, sunny yeah, seas, nice, and like <laughs> like really like on a science level to get weird like you know Joe Rogan levels of like uh, anatomy lessons here like you know the the cold has a different effect on your body than the heat and if you live in a hot environment for a long time. Like, and your body gets acclimated to that sort of thing, and then you transition to a wildly different climate. It can have adverse effects on your body. You know, it might take he, some he time. You got enough money to buy, like, a, like a, like a thing that Brett Owens bought, like an echo chamber thingy. And there's, a, there's an opportunity with COVID that they'll be playing in bubbles at some point, like literal bubbles around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can set so, the climate in there to be whatever. So, so yeah. To summarize, if he stay, I think he'll most Wait, likely no, we got to ask Darius. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, like, Darius, what do you think? Yeah. Swansea. So he can finally do it. Hey, lads, he's finally going to do it on a cold night in Stoke. He's got to go up there and he's got to prove it because I've been sitting for the last 20 years. Like, everybody's been like, oh, he can't do it on a cold night in Stoke. Like, yes, no, he can't. He can't. And I can't. I really don't it. think that that's going to factor no, into his decision. He didn't do it on a cold night in he, Liverpool on a Wednesday. He, he has that's nothing true. to prove. He's Here, never here's the thing. in Liverpool. He's lost both his matches in Liverpool. Keep that in mind. That, that is true. I'll, I'll, I'll say I, I think more likely than not he is going to stay at Barcelona because he has nothing to prove by going to another league. He doesn't have to. He doesn't want to go anywhere where he's not going to be the guy. And if he goes to City, he's not going to have nearly as much power. Same as if he went to Liverpool. Same, honestly, if he even went to PSG. He's not going to be the star. The only place where he's going to be a god level where he is currently is either – Barcelona or well maybe MLS, but he ain't, he ain't, he ain't so all right, so that's the thing with City, right? I heard the deal they're offering him is three years, like his normal salary, and then they transition him off to NYCFC. And I'm like, if I'm him, do I want to go to Manchester and then follow that with New York, New City. York City? Like, does he just like that is so Ronaldo? Like, I could see Ronaldo, <laughs> I could see Ronaldo doing that, but do I see Messi doing that? I see Messi just like going, I'm going to park it in Miami for a year, and then he's going to go play for Newell's Old Boys because that was his boyhood club. That would yeah, make more sense, right. You know what so, I mean? He's, he's always said he wants to go back, so I think at some point he will, probably in like three years' time. I, uh, I think he goes to Manchester City because I think Lionel Messi is intelligent enough to see the writing on the wall at Barcelona. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, It's just a personally vindicating moment that – Barcelona's era has is coming to an end and it's just so apparent and you know all this time when Liverpool were struggling and I had to have all these conversations with casual fans about how Barcelona is a bigger club than Liverpool for this reason or that reason um <clears throat> yeah I think Lionel Messi realizes that it's done it's over La Masia is trash if you know anything about the way Barcelona is run currently you know they are on the edge of a cliff of a financial crisis and there is no easy fix to it especially if Lionel Messi gets out of town and Lionel Messi is the only thing holding any semblance of normal good football together at Barcelona which honestly has been subpar for the last three seasons 
And the writing's been on the wall for the last three seasons. Everyone's too old. They were all brought in on big money. They were all brought in at the expense of youth players in La Masia who were sold off to different clubs to be in their youth system, a la Eric Garcia at Manchester City. Um, well, now they're talking about Manchester City giving them back. Yeah, part well, of the deal. Yeah. I think Messi sees the writing on the wall, and the one thing that players want to do at the end of their careers, no matter how the good they are, is chase trophies. It's you know part of the same reason why Ronaldo left Real Madrid because he saw Juventus as a better opportunity to win the Champions League, and, and you know go win a different type of title. And I think Lionel Messi desperately wants one more Champions League, and I think he sees in Manchester City an opportunity to actually be that hero figure by delivering them that one trophy they can't get, and who. Who is the one player that Pep Guardiola has been missing to win the Champions League that hasn't been part of his teams that he couldn't win the Champions League? A certain Lionel Messi. And maybe they both realize in their heads this is their chance to win that cup. And Messi, larger than that, realizes, hey, if I do want to win things, it's not going to be at Barcelona probably. I definitely agree with, with that, that Barcelona, they're absolutely in shambles. So there's no chance that he's looking at what's going on there and saying, this is a good setup. I'm happy here. Well, of course not, because he's obviously put in uh, the, the transfer request. Um, but at the same time, he's not trying to go and start fresh, start new. It's kind of like when you get to a certain age and you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to move no more because I'm happy where I am. I'm not the happiest. I want things to change and be a little bit better, but uh, it's fine here, I guess. So that's kind of where Messi is. I think it's more of a play. I, honestly, like the way that Dave put it, I think it's kind of perfect. It's like, look, he's just trying to get everyone in the board about the paint. And he's trying to have it all his way more than anything else. But I do think he would leave if it were the right team. I just, I, I, I don't see it being like, no, better I, anywhere else, really, no, as far I, as like everything across the board, not just football, but like the weather, the lifestyle. The Dude, I don't even know. Does Messi really speak English? Because... No, <laughs> he does all this. Seriously, like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like he does all of his interviews in Spanish. I understand he may know English and be holding back, but dude, why this late in your career? You don't have to go somewhere else. Who does he have to prove his worth to? Who is looking at Messi and saying, "I don't know. I would have him as an all-time great," but like seriously, who does he have to prove it to? Facebook, football, Twitter, and to to the point about <laughs> to the point to the point about Barca. Like you said, he's the only thing holding anything together. Well, that happens from a business standpoint, too. He's the guy that people's jerseys buy, people buy his jersey. He's the guy that people come to see. And if you sell him off, if you let him go, why? I'm not going to pay these outrageous ticket prices. I'm not, you know, like, what, who's, whose kit am I getting, really? Am I really, like, that excited to get an Antoine Griezmann kit when he doesn't even start half the time? <laughs> or he's hurt all the time? Yeah. And they're building up that stadium. You know, they still, they're building it out more to, like, 105,000. There are things that he could look forward to and try to help the club transition into its next phase as, like, the ultimate servant. Like, and I think that's probably a little bit more his way. I mean, it's just the impression I get. But it's yeah. like, am I going to, if I'm him, am I going to go to Manchester City? Like, this isn't exactly footballing royalty over here. Yeah. You know right, I mean? Andrew, <laughs> finish us out. You were trying to say something. Finish us out on the messy discussion. But no, I mean, uh, damn, I just lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, 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 got something, I got something to cap the conversation. So, Barcelona, they are at a spot where it is actually questionable whether or not they should be encouraged by this and be like you know what Messi, we will let you go obviously they would want to do it for a fee a sizable fee because barcelona have been 
over the last three, four years in serious need of a facelift. They've been in desperate need of rejuvenation and they've been in desperate need of either being through La Masia or getting young talent in to do a, a hard reset. They've been needing that because Messi has been the guy on the pitch where we, we usually think of this as like a mid-table team where it's like, if it weren't for this guy, they'd be getting relegated. Well, that's what Barcelona have been. If they, if they didn't have Messi for the last three, four years, we'd be looking at them like, eh, they're an okay Boy. team. They're, yeah, they're no Atleti. They're no Real Madrid, but they're okay over there in Spain. Messi has been that difference. So for both sides, it might be beneficial for both teams if they do part ways. Yeah, I mean, to I was going to say, like, at some point, too, like, the reality is Lionel Messi, maybe he can play till he dies, but he's going to die, too. So unless we're going to have Cyborg Messi out there. No, for, Messi yeah, forever, bro. No. Infinity, you know? Let's say that. He has to retire, right? Um, and, and that is the thing, first time in all Messi chat on the internet I've ever heard someone go, you know, he's going to die. <laughs> he's not human dude no Maradona's going out in a fucking cocaine bin and you already know it but it's gonna happen bro it's just a fact of goddamn life Lito Messi will die I'm not here to crush your dreams I'm just here to tell you the truth no 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 I will say Messi is gonna have to die at some point with Maradona it's more like dude he's still alive no, yeah, yeah. But the other thing yeah. I wanted to touch on was like to like what you say in Darius is the Barcelona I was introduced to was like seventh place every single year, Barcelona. And then Ronaldinho came along and they like got really good out of nowhere. And then he, he passed it off to Messi and they became like Pep Guardiola's Barcelona. So like this Barcelona was not the Barcelona I grew up with, quote unquote. Um, so there's a, a very likely reality that after Messi, they return to being uh, Manchester United of last year and what Manchester United is returning to being, you know? Let's look at that little jibe I fit in there. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> it cracks me up. They think they're getting him. <laughs> and so real quick, real quick, leave the transfers, go into the next season preview, the season that's coming up preview. Just real quick, Luis Suarez, would you take him back? David? Yeah. Andrew uh, says for yes. free. For free. If it were for free. Okay. Yeah. If it, okay. Two, two, two things about it. If it were free and if Klopp decides Brewster needs to go out on loan, then yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's only – it's like a temporary fix until Brewster comes back and, he, and Klopp feels like he's ready. But if Brewster's around and Origi's around, no, because I don't want those guys to have their opportunities stepped on. Then again, you could argue like, well, if they sell Origi for money and get Suarez in on a free, I mean, that's not a bad deal for a year – Especially no, if the understanding is that Suarez isn't going to start all the time. Then yeah. okay. But, yeah, it's, it, otherwise, no. I mean, not I, at his age. And, he's you know, he's putting other pounds. And I heard he's already talking to Inter-Miami, so. Oh, that I would Makes go sense. see him in a fucking second. Oh, and hello, we should make an event. Let's go see Suarez. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go see stars. We'll DM him before the game and he'll find Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to him in like Uruguayan slang or some shit. I'll, I'll learn some. Hey, Luis, you want the Marco Gruitch treatment? Because we'll give it to you, baby. Just answer that DM. <laughs> Uh, I have a love affair with Luis Suarez. I always will. I thought that one season in 2013-14, even though we didn't win the league, he should have won the Ballon d'Or. I think it's a travesty we didn't let him take penalties so he could have scored 40 goals in the season. It's a travesty that he had to bite someone. I say we sign him just so he can pull his dick out at Old Trafford, wave it around, then we release him, and we, he goes to Ajax. That's, that's my bad. <laughs> Darius, do you, 
Do you buy these toys? Do you get them on a free or you say oh, no? Oh, buy them? Oh, of course not. No, no, no. Okay, if you get okay, them on a free, okay. only if he's cool with being like the third or fourth striker, which is way beneath them. I yeah. like the MLS route. If he wants to be East Coast uh, Zlatan, then absolutely. Um, but otherwise, it's like, nah. What we have to offer is beneath them. He, he should still be playing top-tier football, but yeah. not at the level of Liverpool. That's, that's yeah. too much. It's probably not going to happen, to be honest. That's why we we're only shortly touching on it. But there is opportunities. Like Milan with Zlatan. Can you imagine the two of them up top together? Oh, what a strike. <laughs> Did uh, they roll out the yeah, walkers for them? No, they couldn't have played together at IX, could they? It's Latin no. school. Um, no, I was going to say, there's plenty of really good opportunities in, in South Beach and, and Miami for Luis Suarez, like find a Uruguayan restaurant and like sink your teeth into Oh, <laughs> Wow. Anyways, there's a new season upon us, which means here at Tampa Bay Cop Talk, uh, we have to set expectations and we have to talk about what we think is going to happen. So, first of all, Andrew, because you are the pessimist, I would be interested to hear, or not the pessimist, but the cautious one, what your definition of success for this season would be. Second place. Okay, just second place. If we win first, it, it doesn't count. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying like the minimum required. I, I'll, okay. I'm, I interpreted your question as the minimum. No, no, no I was just giving you shit. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Second place. So the or minimum above, would yeah. be would be second, possibly third, um, and then you know, core final in the Champions League. That that would be for me minimum success, and then obviously getting kicked out of the the domestic cups. We never go. We never go far though. No, that would be the minimum level of success for me. Yeah. Okay, Darius, what's, okay. Your, what's your definition of success? I would season? say for success, two trophies. So I'm looking at one of the two domestics. So I think between the two of them, they could have a legit with the Carabao because it's like I think their second team is going to be right there with City as best in England. So there's no reason why they couldn't go and win the Carabao Cup. FA Cup, eh, okay, maybe there are going to be other teams trying a little bit harder. We'll see. But on top of that, I mean, obviously, one of the top two. I think they still have the quality to win the league again. And I still think that, I mean, what we just saw with the Champions League, none of those teams were that much better than what we saw from Liverpool. Liverpool had a bad matchup and a bad night and really a couple bad mistakes against Atletico Madrid. And An unlucky injury. At the they most were unlucky. Play. Right. Yeah. So outside of that bad matchup, they could have just as easily been one of those teams in. And you can't tell me PSG are that much better. Bayern are that much better. Oh, uh, we would have won. We know we for damn sure ain't that well, much better. So there's no the reason why they couldn't have yeah. won the Champions League last year. This year, I'm expecting them to be about the same level. So I, I would oh, yeah. say winning one of the two. Domestic, um, winning the Cup or winning the uh, European Cup. They should be right there. Yeah, I mean, to, to, about your point of PSG and Bayern, it's like, hey, hey, dummies, who did we beat last year on the road to the European Cup final? And honestly, desperately, the Champions League deserved to see us play Bayern Munich in the final. That would have been stellar, and I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get to see it. I think this is, might be, this is like a transition phase for Bayern Munich as well where, like, a lot of their key players are a little older. It would have been nice just the one last go around, even though we gave them the business in their own ground uh, the year before. Um, I think it deserved that. And, like, yeah, one unlucky injury and then a mistake by the back of guys, the only reason – yeah. And so there is an expectation that we could do well in the Champions League again. And, hey, I don't know, believing in fate, it was supposed to be in Istanbul. We get knocked out. 
it's no longer in Istanbul. And so it's going to be in Istanbul next year. And I don't know. The vibes feel right, bro. Right. I thought it was going to be in Greece. Oh, is it in Greece? I thought they were moving it back a year. No, no I they, think they, they were moving it back a year to keep, make sure Istanbul like, gets yeah, its go. Right. Oh, is it? Just like with the Olympics. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Shit down. Either way, oh, yeah, no. Uh, I would. I think we would have beat Bayern Munich in that final this year if we were there. Ugh. I mean, we beat them. We beat that exact – I mean, we didn't play Hansi Flick's Bayern Munich, but we played all the same players. Hansi Davies. Hey, put some respect on his name. You know what? That yeah. would be – him and Trent going at each other for a whole 90 minutes would be very sexy, sexy. Yes. Uh, David, your definition of success. Uh, I look at success in two ways, like success of what, you know, this current Liverpool squad probably should achieve and then what I need to not be in despair at the end of the season. So for me, like, all right, so we should be competing for a title. We should be competing for a Champions League. Those are where this Liverpool team is. But for me, like, I waited a long time for that title just like you did. And, like, I put a lot of intensity into it over the years. And I'm kind of, like, a little bit more lax about this season than I usually am going into a season. And I kind of feel like, you know, finish third, win the FA Cup, Go to a Champions League semifinal. That is really good season that I'm I'm quite happy with. Yeah, I mean, as a man of metaphors, basically, once you lose your virginity, you're like, yeah, four, whatever, fuck, it, I don't care. Just yeah, come over here, lady. <laughs> like you know, once you lose, unless you pop the cherry river, you're like, yeah, whatever, I fucking, I came oh. now inside a vagina. Uh, I'm really not that wound up about talking to hot girls wow. anymore. It's pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow, okay, yeah, wow, we're we're it gets simpler. <laughs> You know, <laughs> way to uh, I, I agree with David, though. I agree with David. <laughs> Go ahead, oh, Andrew. No, the, the selfish part of me, of course, wants another title because let's assume the pandemic gets a handle next at the end of next season. And the selfish part of me wants that Hollywood ending of we win the title, we get a parade, we're all hugging and kissing and shit, no social yeah. distancing, none of that nonsense. You know what I mean? Not that it's nonsense. Have a proper title, though. Oh, no. You know, like a proper title. Like yeah. Yeah. I want to I tie United on t- total titles. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, this is like something Before that I want. But. Fergie dies, we must usurp you Manchester United. And we should do it in the quickest manner possible with the manager he feared the most. Uh, and, and you know, yeah, we should, we should absolutely take him over in two years. And I, yeah, 100%. You know what's funny about me saying this shit? It's like I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, I'm saying that today because it's, you know, August. It's going to be, like, mid-December, and I'm going to be fucking a ball of stress just acting like an <laughs> asshole again. <laughs> well, so We're only 15 TV. points up, guys. Yeah, no, no. So, for me, success is, like, title challenge, challenge for the Champions League, legitimately. Like, if we run into a team on their night – and with all our players, it is what it is. But, like, quarterfinal, I think, is a good benchmark. That's when usually the good teams start interacting is after the round of 16. Um, I do want to win a domestic cup. I know people don't care about the FA Cup anymore. But, you know, it would be – like, Manchester United is, like, a benchmark and just, like, erasing their relevancy for football. I talked about it last year with the Centurions and trying to go undefeated. I just want to erase everyone from football. Now, that's like the absolute best scenario, but for me, I would be satisfied with we take probably going to be City, maybe Manchester United, oh, maybe Chelsea, no, what, you're going to buy 1,200 new players and you think they're going to know how to play in the Premier League instantly with a no, new manager? Yeah, but they didn't address their Army biggest problem. And like, you player? Yeah, the goalkeeper. 
No, they gave up 54 goals last season. No, exactly. Or, yeah. And you got a 36-year-old center back who's never played in this league before as the I answer, mean, the only improvement in the back. To be fair, it's Thiago Silva. It's kind of like when we finally got Virgil van Dijk, and rather than trying to force number twos to be number ones, we had a number one, like, leader in the defense with Virgil van Dijk. Like, Julian Maybe, but, isn't good enough to be that. Rudiger is not good enough to be that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the kid. Except he's always, a decade older. Than Virgil yeah, was. True. Well, no, that's true. He's old and he's not a final solution, but I do see him helping with their defensive woes. But Keppa is still going to be in there. Be sure to support the homie of Coop Sticks. Stoop Coops, streaming now. She made me coffee in the morning. She made me coffee in the evening. She made me coffee in the morning. She made me coffee in the evening. The point being that the only real challengers to uh, our title this year is probably City. And so in that regard, title challenge, right? Because I don't see anyone else really pushing us. Um, And that's my definition of success. But expectations, where do you predict? Let's predict the top four right now. Give me a top four, Andrew. Uh, In order? Yes, in order. Start Uh, at four. Okay, Okay, first. Liverpool first, City, Chelsea. Ah, I hate to say this because ah, Spurs. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't think so, but okay. I like I, it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good I, David, give me okay. Give me your top four, David. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, City, United. Ooh, ew. Oh my God! I would love for Say City chess. to finish with like sixty-eight points with Lionel Messi, with and Messi. like <laughs> and like win nothing after winning a Community Shield and League no. Cup, and like win nothing. <laughs> I, I, my prediction is Chelsea score two hundred and seventy-four goals, but give up one hundred and seventy-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I like it. I'm with it. You know what? The Premier League needs some spiciness in this strange COVID <laughs> times we live in. Darius, give me your top four. Liverpool City, Chelsea, Wolves. Interesting. Wolves have just just been pillaged. Matt Doherty's to Spurs. That that gives a little support to uh, Andrew's uh, fourth place shout. Um, Which all, because it's a double whammy. First of all, it's decent enough. Wait, wait, hold on. Back to, is this what we think will happen or is this what we want? Because I gave what I wanted. I don't oh think. no! It's supposed to be what you think. Yeah. Oh no! I gave what I wanted, but anyway, okay, what we'll, you, we'll continue. What do you think? No, what do you think? Oh, Go ahead. Do what do you think? Yeah. Well, I'll just finish this. For Spurs finishing fourth, it means Matt Doherty comes in, who's quality, you know, wing back. But it also means Serge Aurier never has to touch the pitch again, which is the main problem at Spurs when you talk about the back line. Now they need some center backs and stuff like that. But anyways, Andrew, give me your prediction, not your hopes and dreams. My hopes and dreams. All right, Liverpool, City, uh, yeah, Chelsea, United. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's I, I I think that's what you were tormenting with, and then you went with what you wanted rather than what. Yeah, you I know. I think I think a Jose Mourinho in the league is is healthy not only for my entertainment, but it's also healthy because I hate Spurs too. So if they do one good season, then they'll tumble down next the the following season. So we're like ninth place or something. So this is, like, this is what I want. Like, this is why yeah. I, want. I was like, if we're going with what we want, I'm going to go uh, Liverpool, Wolves, Newcastle, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, no, no. I'm going to go, I'm going to, if, if we're going once, hopes and dreams, right? I'm going Liverpool, Leicester, 
and then I'm gonna go eh, after that. Uh, why not Wolves and then Sheffield? But Please. the specific the specific <laughs> condition for mine being that Leicester have a three point lead with two games to play. Oh, and Jamie Vardy's through on goal and slips. Oh, and it's no. taken end to end. Don't give them that juju. That's bad karma on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, mean, I need to. I need to like. I'm just being a jerk. I, I do. I do. I do. Legitimately want to see Brendan Rodgers and Lester have success. I was kind of sad that they didn't make it into uh, the Champions League last year. I, I was actually kind of rooting for that. But um, yeah. I mean, it would so be kind of funny. But it just. Yeah, I think yeah. I would like to see. I'd like to see Leeds in in fourth. Mm going into the final week and then they get docked 30 points because someone got a picture <laughs> so he can be over a oh fence. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I think will happen and I honestly believe that we will win the league just because it's a similar vibe to like they didn't win the Champions League and then they won it. They didn't win the league and then they won it but then they won the league and they didn't get a celebration so like it's a big it's another juicy carrot at the end of the stick for the for the lads to keep them motivated. Like you ended this really big thing, and you deserve more than what you got. And I think that's going to happen, and it's going to drive them to win the league. And you know what? I'm I I live in a space now where we can do anything because we're the best team in the world, and I genuinely believe that. So why not a fucking trouble? I think the the second team that basically went through the Carabao Cup, and if here's the legitimate thing: if that real second team got to face Villa, I think they would have had a chance to beat that Villa team. Oh, yeah. But it was the U23s. And even then, still, they held their own for like 15 minutes until it was like, oh, no, you're children and these are grown-ass men that play in a professional football league. Now get <laughs> run over. But I think if like Rian Brewster was there and Harvey Elliott, so I really do, like you said, Darius, think like our second team is good enough not even just to compete in the Carabao Cup, but also in the FA Cup where there aren't going to be juicy return legs on offer for these lower league clubs. And, like, they're, they won't have, like, their crowds, even if they are small. And it kind of changes the whole thing uh, and takes away that element. So I think, you know, I'm calling a treble because, once again, we erase Manchester United from, from history. And I'm calling it – I'm calling on the camera, and you can call me out at the end, but what the hell is walking on with hope in your heart even fucking about if you don't say you're going to win the treble every season, right? Right? Every, I can't, I can't wait, really – But you, you mean a real treble, not like <laughs> Community Shield – FA Cup and Europa League. Here's what I mean. Let me correct myself. Let me correct myself. We win the league, we win the Champions League, we win the FA Cup, and we win the League Cup. And then we steal Manchester City's formidables thing that they tried to do when they won the charity shield with the FA Cup, League Cup, and League. Ugh, formidables. Ugh. We're going to be the real formidables. We're going to one-up Manchester United. We're going to tie them on league titles. We're going to pass Bayern Munich again on Champions Leagues, even though I don't really care about their number. We'll pass Barcelona too, and we'll just have a good old time, you know? That's – and. What I want, which is not totally different from what I think is going to happen, <laughs> is that we, we win the league. Uh, Everton finished second uh, <laughs> with, with one loss, and it's to <laughs> us. At Goodison Park, Divacarigi is accidentally falling over, and it hits off his arse, and it goes to Jordan Pickford's hands, and he just, like, floop, floops it, and it goes, and it hits off the tip of his penis, and it puts enough spin so that it rolls into the goal. Because this is our fantasy, right? So why not just nail it? <laughs> you got a weird fantasy, bro. You'd be dreaming of some weird stuff, dude. In third place, in third place, 
uh, who the fuck came up this season? That would be kind of cool if they if they somehow I fucking. Know. I mean, Who's it's Fulham and it's West Brom and it's who is the team that and Leeds? Oh yeah, I think Leeds I because why. United fans hate them, right? Like they, yeah, they got their thing with United. We yeah. kind of had a we kind of had a they, thing with them too. To be fair, to be fair, um, no. So not, not never mind. Scratch that. Sheffield United finished third, and then uh, yeah, Wolves finished fourth, and that and then the bottom part let's jump right to relegation real quick and i'll and i'll do my what i want first and then we'll actually do real predictions what i want first is it's manchester united manchester city and fucking uh i don't know everton's women's team somehow gets relegated just to do both. <laughs> <laughs> you came in second and you only lost to us and uh yeah your fucking women's team got relegated from the premier league somehow anyways predictions on relegation andrew uh west brom uh Aston Villa and Leeds. Wow. Poor Leeds. Darius, what do you got? Um, I would say West Brom. That sounds like a good one. But then after that, West Ham and Newcastle. Oh, good shot. What about West Ham? Oh. Man, that's a good show. The poor Jordies, they think they're gonna be rich, and then Darius is like, Oh, no, you're going fucking. I kind of want them to be. It would be kind of fun. But no, it, no, it would put stress on my life. No, it, it's dude. It's not happening. That deal, that ain't happening. Yeah. It ain't happening. But you're, Mike you're Ashley saying, forever, guys. But you're basically going, "Hey, Jordies, I know you had the worst time ever. The deal's off, and I'm, you're going down." So I'm enjoy so that. sorry. <laughs> I I like the Jordies. They seem cool. I would Me have too. a beer with them. But yeah, I like them too. I want them to stick around. I like the few that show up to our pub and are like. Yeah, it's a fucking shit show, but you kind of know what that's about, don't you? I'm like, yeah, at least we got out of it. I feel true, really Jordy. If you see this, dude, I- I'm sorry. Don't beat me up, man. <laughs> uh, David, what is who you got relegated? Uh, I think Fulham will go right back down, and then I'm gonna go. The Hodge gets out. Palace goes down. Oh wow! And uh, West Ham. Okay. I gotta follow. Yeah, but if Aston, for me, all London Aston get out. Really, they're gone. Dave, I gotta follow true. up on yours, man. Do you see Zaha still being there if they get relegated, or is he? But how old is he now, though? He's like I mean, he's 28. 29? Yeah. Yeah, it's not too old. He'll probably bounce after they get relegated, yeah. But you think he'll be there for the campaign as they get relegated? Like, oof. He might even go. That'd be a miserable season for him because he knows he should have been out, like, two, three years ago. Yeah. He was out. He got out. <laughs> he got out and got back in. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, out there, get me back in. <laughs> get out. Get out. Oh, All right, really? West Brom will be right there, but they'll, they'll just somehow just West Brom. They're like a stove. They just need to go. They get off the map. <laughs> wow. I do not. I so don't enjoy is. West Brom because, honestly, like every time I talk about the Hodgson era, I don't even know if this even happened during the Hodgson era. I know it happened during the Rodgers era, but I always just like throw out, like, yeah, you, you don't remember the times you, if you guys were there for 10 years ago and it was Hodgson and we were losing to West Brom at 3 0 at 6 a.m. in the morning. They were my always my example of like the team we lost to because I they fucking fucking sucked. Oh, no. Rodgers' first game, we lost 3 0 against West Brom away. Yep, see, exactly. I just fuck you're right. Fuck them, they go down. I, okay, I'm on the West Brom. I'm on the West Brom train. They go yeah, down. Fuck them, man. I don't even like the name. What does it even mean? Where is it? No, you just said it. it. 
You just said it. You're like, you weren't there in. for the Hodge scenario. That's why the, he goes now. I'm sitting yeah, he here. goes now. All this bullshit. He paid now. for his sins. He paid for his sins. He got fucking spanked at Anfield at the first game back or second game back, the one to win the title. And then, you know, he helped beat City a couple times or he beat City at least once or drew them or something this year as well as beating him last year. So his sins are paid and now he can yeah. fuck off as well. Crystal Palace goes down and West Ham can go down because they tried to null and void the season because they didn't want to get relegated and then they ended up exactly. surviving Karma. so go down and stay down um all right transitioning from the league to us specifically who do you have as our top scorer for the season uh let's go with darius first top scorer i am thinking sadio mane but it's probably going to be mo but sadio really stepped up last year with the way that he is he was more of a career because he got to do his 22 goals with i think it was one assist he was much more important and his finishing wasn't as good as the year before. So I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. So I'm looking at like 23, 24 goals for Sadio, something that we're just going to be like, wow, this dude is incredible, something we already knew. But yeah. um, I, it's probably going to be Mo, but I'm going to back Sadio. All right, David, who you got? Chimikas. And every time he scores, <laughs> every time he scores, the cop screams, Opa! Oh, this is <laughs> I'm down for oh, like that- somehow. A 50-goal season from a left back just to see that happen. <laughs> Every single time. No, not really. Uh, probably – Darius is right. It's probably Mo. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Bobby has his best year as a red scoring goals. He's never scored 20 in the league. Never. Yeah. yeah. See, this year. This year? Yeah. Right. This year. Andrew, who's your shout? Okay, so sources at the club tell me that we got a new penalty taker. And that's who's going to be our leading goal scorers. It's going to be Allison, number one, for sure. (laughs) No, I want my boyfriend to score all the goals, but it's not going to happen. I think Mo is going to be extra motivated to get the golden boot. So I think that's who is going to, you know, be our top scorer. But who I want, I want Mane to be our top scorer. Because, you know, he's he's trying so hard. He's He's doing all the good things. And, you know, I just want, you know, him to get rewarded properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be honest, like, uh, we, we'll have to discuss it at some point if we do a fantasy league again, but like I rode most of my success by being like one of the only Liverpool supporters to just back Mane from the very beginning. And so I also would like Mane to be the top scorer, but I do think it's probably going to be Mo because even though Mo had like still you know, like incredible season last year and has been like top level for like two and a half years now. Um, and I don't know why people keep saying he's off or whatever. Um, yeah, I think he's actually going to just be motivated to be like, oh, so now I have to score, like, 35 goals and get, like, 15 assists to be good? Right. Okay, whatever. And, like, just kick it into overdrive and, like, really, 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 really get after it. Uh, and, like, yeah, take take it by storm. But that's who I think, Mo. Probably yeah. top four. What are you guys, saying? Let's not, let's not sound all sad about it. I, I, love, I love me the Mo song, you know? I know. So like, wig and shit, I love that. When he mm-hmm. scores, when he took off his top against United at Anfield, I mean, I took off my yeah. shirt. It was nuts. I did. I did no. what did. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love the more goal. It's just that we're so spoiled now. But like, we Mane just, I just, Mane just deserves to like, because he's like right at the cusp of getting that recognition that he's like. Exactly. No, guess what, guys? He's like at the best left winger in football. Yeah, probably. Lionel Messi's past it, bro. There's a conversation to be had that Mane is maybe better than Messi. From a standpoint of like, he can't do like all like the little intricate dribbling that he does, but the end product and 
the results and what he delivers. He was part of a team that had 99 points. I went back and watched the, the goals from the season, like every single goal. And you forget how many very important goals that Sadio Mane scored in matches to either get us back in the game or to win us a game 1-0 like he did at North City away because um, of all that time that's gone winner by. against Aston Villa? No, exactly. I was not to a in that goal. so like i think the sadness is more like i just really want money to get like you know the the like the 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 accolades and the trophies the individual awards that he really doesn't personally want you can tell but i think that it would just be nice for him to have even though he shared the golden boot with mo uh the season before yeah. So he's been there and done it. It wouldn't be surprising if, if he was there again. I and I'm not. I wouldn't be sad if Mo was out there just doing his thing again, ripping his shirt off. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mo Mo had had so much creativity last year. I think that's why people are like, oh, he's not scoring as many goals. Well, it's like you look at his goals plus assists. I mean, his last two years have been just as productive as his first season with Liverpool. The the, the funny thing is, though, it's just like you know, Mo is he's doing that little extra. Like he's the one that's like, yeah. I want the goal. Where Sadio was just like. You can have the goal. You can have the goal. I'm going to have the goal. I don't care. We're going to get the yeah. goal. I'm good. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just Sadio is easy to root for, but so is Mo. They're both so damn fun yeah. to watch. It's just I, like, I'm not sad. I just, I'm good either I'm way. Just, yeah. I'm not sad, well, Andrew. You're right. Or 19 goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, who is your, like, surprise breakthrough player, you know, fringe player that, like, comes to the forefront this year and, and like, changes opinions and everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, this guy's a baller. I think it's the writings on the wall already. He's probably already making an impact, but for me, it's got to be Jones. He, he's got to. He, I mean, I know there's a lot of competition in midfield, but the games he does play, I think he's going to shine a bit brighter. You know, so yeah. and maybe that's there'll be really injuries. You never know, but that's or, a great shout. Or Milner can be the best midfielder of all time this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Jones or Billy. <laughs> to the point about Curtis Jones, we didn't talk about it during the friendly part, but he's also been very impressive in the friendlies um, with the way he's played, with his general football intelligence. I posted on the Facebook about how he had the, the football intelligence when he was involved with that goal against, was it Burnley? Where he was like part of the build up to the midfield and then he changed positions from the left wing and then he came back across to the right wing. And, like, in the preseasons, he showed that sharpness. So, that's a very good shout. I would I would also – I'm just going to piggyback on you because I was going to pick him. Curtis Jones, I think, comes to the forefront. I also think Ryan Brewster has an impact as well, but not as much as Curtis Jones. Um, Darius, who is your breakthrough player? Nabi Lad. It's got to be Nabi Keita. Like, here's the thing. We look at goals and assists a little bit too much when it comes to players because he had a profound impact, especially second half of last season – where there were times where he was the only guy moving the ball forward. And what he does, it's so random. You never really know which way he's going to go, what he's going to do with the ball. He can make every pass. He can get through. He's not the quickest or fastest guy, but he can, he can push forward as well. And, I mean, his tackling is a little bit underrated. But overall, I mean, he's that complete box-to-box midfielder. And outside of maybe a Jordan Henderson – I'd say he's the most complete midfielder that you have at Liverpool. So it's just, we're, we're finally going to see it all, all put together, provided he's healthy this season, but we've seen it in flashes. So I, I just, I'm banking on the fact that he's going to be healthy for a full season. So we're going to actually get to see it across a, a 38 um, leagues you know, season. So I'm, I'm banking on it being Nabi Keita. It's, it's not necessarily going to be in goals and assists, but it's just, we're going to walk away every match being like, damn, he might be the best player. Kind of like how we felt with Fabinho when he got into his groove. 
I'm expecting it to be 20, 30 matches of that from Nabi Keita. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen YouTube Nabi yet, have we? Like fully, no. the whole package. And I, that's a good shot as well. I, I didn't even think about him, but you're right. And that, that, like that goal he scored against Chelsea, even though it's not about goals and assists, it, there's probably a very strong likelihood there's a few more goals and a few more assists mm -hmm. from Nabi Keita. David, who is your breakthrough player? Yeah, I think you guys already hit the nail on the head with Nabby and Jones. Uh, and Brewster's certainly got a shot if he ends up staying. But uh, just for the sake of being, you know, a little bit contrarian or just saying something different, uh, I'm going to go – this is finally the year Shaq, you know, his, his calf muscles take a muscle relaxer and start vibing, <laughs> on, vibing on playing like twice a week. And he actually puts in a lot of uh, liquid performances and, and – changes us you know another guy i think we should look out for too is uh nico williams will at some point play an important part because trent is you know he's gonna be coming off of uh he did test positive so yeah, yeah. Mean, i'm sure he's fine but you know you don't know the ongoing effects of having it and i just think you know he's, he can't play every game so i think nico will, will play some important games for us <clears> in this season yeah, Nico was another guy in the we didn't talk about in the preseason friendly section that he hit a couple crosses and the way they whipped in and the pace that they came in, I was like, okay, I can see it because you know where I'm going. Breakthrough players, Trent Alexander Arnold in the midfield. That's what it actually is. That's what it ain't so. No, no, no. I think we have – that's maybe not this season, but next season if Nico Williams continues on a trajectory. And Which one last – One last really out there shout, that French center back whose name I'm going to get and figure out. Uh, <laughs> but isn't, he's been having personal training sessions with Jurgen Klopp uh, in Austria. Is he a child, though? How old is he? Yes, yes. But remember Rafael Varane when he came to Real Madrid at a very young age and developed very quickly and became a world-class center back at the age of 18, basically like that. But Klopp, the reason I say this is not necessarily just because of what I've seen of him, but he's looked very calm, composed, and like knows what he's doing out there. Um, but Klopp has been, while they were in Austria, was having one-on-one -on -one training sessions with him, um, which I don't know if that's normal for Jurgen Klopp to do, yeah, but apparently – he had a lot of, not even just one or two, but multiple one-on-one -on -one training sessions with him where he was discussing things with him, breaking things down with him. And we just signed the kid, so I don't know what that's all about. Um, him and Seth Vandenberg look very good together, but I'm going to give him a shout because it happens every so often where one of these wonder kids comes around, and why not us? Why not us, right? Okay. Um, all right, so to finish, there was a game Saturday where we are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Darius under the pressure and be like, if you could get this out before the charity shield so this ending isn't rendered useless uh that'd be very cool but we're going to discuss it anyway so if this after the match because you know life happens and i understand darius uh then we're either very smart people or very dumb people and you can judge us based on what we say now but here are our predictions which you can still do after the match if it comes out before True. uh and here we go predictions for the charity shield i will go first because i've been throwing it to you guys i will go first and i will say that we beat arsenal by a score of like three to nil and it looks very easy peasy lemon squeezy and everyone goes is arsenal in trouble and everyone goes oh fuck liverpool is actually really as good as they've proven to be for the last two years andrew i saw you shaking your head and rubbing oh. your hair and being nervous and <laughs> worried uh, <laughs> so uh. tell me what you think no, I think our woes towards the end of, like, since the bubble continue. And I think – or I say woes, but you know what I mean. Um, I think we win 
I want a three-one, but I'm, I'm, I'm I, I take a two-one. I think, I think we're going to concede basically, and that's when I'm going to get super nervous and all that, like super anxious and all that. But the beers will calm me down. But I'm hoping for a three-one, but I, I just don't see us it being easy. That's all. All right, David, give us your prediction. I think we're down two-nil at the half. We bring on Rian Brewster, and he scores a hat trick. Three-two. Oh and I've been reading that the club is going to play him this weekend, and then he's supposed to go on England duty, and that's when they're going to decide whether or not he's going to stay or go out on loan. And uh, I think he stays because he's going to score a hat trick. Wow. Uh, I, I buy that. Okay, cool. New yeah. prediction is that one. I erase my prediction and go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darius, let's go. Let's hear it. What is your Charity Shield prediction? I am thinking it's going to be 4-2 Liverpool. Um, it's going to be a little messy at the back because I'm going to sit Virgil van Dijk. He took a knock this last uh, week against uh, RB uh, Salzburg. Um, but we're going to have four goals, and it's going to be because of two penalties from David Luiz. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm, I, wow, can I combine predictions and make a super prediction? <laughs> 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 Because this is very spicy stuff that you guys have all unloaded on me at the very end here, and I, I don't know how to handle it. Uh, yes, I like that one too, David Luis penalties, because what is David Luis there for but to put on a show? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I just don't think Arsenal can hang with us. They're going through a transition, and I think we're really, really, really good. And, you know, even though it's like a meaningless trophy, we didn't win it last year. We went to penalties. We should have won it. Kyle Walker cleared it off the line. Just go do the business against these bastards. Um, and, yeah, that's it for – this first episode um <laughs> enjoy the way it is produced because i'm sure it's going to be great <laughs> shout out to darius beforehand uh and yeah uh, we discussed, uh, yeah we just sorry that dave has seamlessly changed in appearance of quality and background there's no longer a cop behind him it's very upsetting and disappointing but whatever we'll make do continuity continuity is ruined but it's all right i'll live um we have plenty in store for you this season. We're trying to grow, become bigger. Uh, hopefully we can do that. I'm not going to say hopefully we're going to do that. Once we get on the other side of this corona, we can do really fun things. In the meantime, we'll still be potting and talking in little boxes separated uh, until things uh, get better. Uh, I think we should all, you know, at this point, if, if I could, uh, I know Darius won't do this, I would just re-put his uh, monologue at this point so you'd listen to it again. And remember that sports is really just a distraction. And there was a wonderful quote that I saw on the internet, and I forgot who it's by. Sports are a reward for a functioning society. And so we get to enjoy sports only really if the world around us is as it should be and everyone's dignity, as Darius put it so eloquently, is protected. And so until next time, I'm Jordan. David. Darius. Andrew. And we're going to win the fucking league. Go on, lads. Hey. <laughs> Fuck the roads. Fuck the roads, guys. <laughs>